This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode. I really hope that what you guys just said didn't come through as well. I have no idea if it did because I definitely pressed the button off before you said it. We'll have to wait and see if it does. That'll be interesting. Um, I'm joined by the boys from the Arsenal Lounge. Lev, how you doing, mate? You good? Joel? I'm good. I'm happy. I'm well. Just uh, interested to find out what you have to say on the transfer window, mate. It'd be mm. quite interesting. Oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm more interested to see what Shaheen has to say because, my goodness, <laughs> my goodness, some of these takes. Uh, how are you doing, Shaheen? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm okay. Not bad. I'm glad that uh, I'm back on your channel. Thank you for having us. So let me get you straight. You invite me on your show and tell me you're more interested in what Shaheen has to say. That's, that's, <laughs> no. that's nice. That's nice, mate. No, that's I'm all right. Saying. That's all right. Look, if this is going to be an hour of you two trying to bully me, it's, I can tell you, <laughs> having control is 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 nice. It's very nice indeed. Uh, so just won't. listen back quickly and know it didn't come through at the beginning. So we're golden. <laughs> we're all good. We're all good. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be joining us in the world, in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to have a listen to us wax lyrical about Arsenal as we... Chat about our first signing, you know, confirmed. Arsenal finally got the ball rolling on their summer uh, with uh, 19-year-old Marquinhos uh, from Sao Paulo. Lev, how over the moon are you with this song? Oh, this is the one I've been waiting for, Tom. This is it. Like, I've been, I've been waiting for months to hear about this. No, look, at the end of the day, I understand we've got to go out and get sort of the future prospects. Um, there is a slight concern for me that it sounds like we could have got him on a, on a free. Uh, Edu wanted to build some sort of long-standing relationship with Sao Paulo. So it's like almost like a golden handshake, three million. So it's just another three million Arsenal just throw away. But other than that, listen, I'm open to it. I'm not adverse to it. Sounds like the lad's got talent. He's someone for the future. What can we say about it? Well, let's see what Shaheen can say about it. Let's see if he can say any more. What do you think about this one? No, Lev said more than me. I, I have no idea... How, what he's like, if he's any good, if he's not any good. This was going on the background for a while now, but to be honest with you, I, I have no interest. 
whatsoever on this None, signing. Absolutely it's, nothing. It's 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 probably one for the future or something. So it's yeah, not it something that I'd, <laughs> I was looking forward to. You know, oh, this guy is going to come and make a difference to our team now. So yeah, he's oh. here. You know, the, the you know why we had to you know give him a golden handshake is left set. I don't understand. You don't that. know why we gave them the extra. Well, no, no, why I don't we chose to why pay the fee instead of that. you know waiting and, and exploiting the scenario and getting him for free. Do you know what the scenario was? Like why we paid the money and why we could have got him for free? Do you? Because if no, I do, I'd really like to know. Well, the scenario was basically that if Arsenal could have really screwed Sao Paulo over um, because of this kind of really strange ruling um, with players over there that on a certain point in their deal, like I don't think his deal was up. Like it's just some strange kind of situation where um, they could have waited a month and he could have left for nothing. Um, and Arsenal could have exploited the situation and got him. Wolves, obviously, as we know, wanted him. Atletico Madrid was supposedly interested in him as well. Um, and so Arsenal moved to secure the deal and paid some money. And also, of course, as the I think it was the CEO or the president of Sao Paulo came out and basically explained the situation and said that, you know, the Arsenal want to build that relationship between themselves and the Brazilian side. So and let's be honest, 3.5 million euros to Arsenal is nothing. It's peanuts. It doesn't mean a thing. Like, if it means that we build a relationship with a club that we can get some talent from in the future, I've got nothing to say about this. You know, this is a club that have produced some very decent players. Recently, you know, we've seen David Neres come through, we've seen Anthony Ajax, it's very linked to Man United recently. Casemiro, of course, who's at Real Madrid. You know, this is a club that has produced some very decent Brazilian players. And who knows, Marquinhos might be the next one. And if he isn't, Arsenal might be able to get themselves the next one in the future. So now you know that, does it change your opinion about the golden handshake, as you put it? Not really, you know. I didn't think it would. <laughs> no. I mean, look, I, I'm. Uh... Uh, yeah, okay, they've done something that you know they've got a guy that might turn into something, yeah, all good, great. But I'm more interested in in the now, now problems, you know, the problems that needs to be addressed now. Somebody who's gonna come in and get us 15, 20 goals a season next season. Do I don't think, think they're gonna do they that. They purchased then? this guy with that view. What position does he play, by the way? Uh, uh wing he's like a right wing, yeah. He's can't play on the wide player. Mm. Yeah, he does so, look yeah. like a talent. Let's look, he does look like a talent. I'm not gonna say he doesn't. But I think I share Shaheen's sentiments in the sense that, all right, yeah, we've got this guy through the door, but we know there's more pressing matters and we want to see that there's a clear plan for that, really. And right now we're all up in the air and no Arsenal fan seems to have a clue what our club has has planned for, for the transfers. Well, I think we have an idea in terms of the positions that you know we're after. You know, clearly striker is on the agenda, central midfield is on the agenda, a wide forward, a full back. Mm. You know, if Tavares goes on, I don't see how we can't sign a left back. But we'll wait and see. Just very quickly, a massive thank you to FTL Guna Craig in the chat box, rocking the hell out of that new kit. It's very nice. What can I say? It's just a nice. Will you two be uh, purchasing uh, the kit this season? Any of them? I'll get the black one. I do okay. like the black one. So you were shaking your head at this one, though. You're not like this. You don't like it. You don't like the home kit. I I don't mind it. No, I was shaking the head at the way the guy was just blowing smoke up your ass for rocking the hell out <laughs> oh, of your shirt. <laughs> oh, you I'm you only joking, alone. Craig. I'm only I'm, I'm in a funny <laughs> mood today. I hope I don't upset any of your TGT crew. I, I, it is only you know said in jest. You in the chat box on, on another Monday night in the future. So uh, yeah. was, right. <laughs> Shaheen, not planning on getting one of the kits this summer. I don't know. I, I, Preferably one I, that fits. The black one. The black one seems okay as well. 
So I don't know. I'll wait and see. Fit that one. I'll wait and see yeah. if they sign anybody that I, you know. I, I like to have the names at the back of the shirt or something. I might consider buying. You going for the pro one that's extra tight, or are you going for the standard oh, one you buy the, from the, the shop? I'm going for his none of your business size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last I year know, I didn't get the pro one. one, and I hated the material of it. Like the material of the not of the replica one. It's just not very nice. So I, yeah, mm. I got I got the, the what's it called the uh, authentic one, which is strange that they even have. Two different ones, anyway. But yeah, um, well, Craig, Craig liked it anyway, Tom. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. And that's the main thing: Craig's happiness. And we're very happy that you're happy, Craig. Absolutely. And thank you for the donation once again, fella. Um, let's move on to kind of the, the conversation which the Marquinhos deal. I wanted us to move on from this, which is about kind of if you think this window is going to be successful. Now, first of all, to talk about whether or not we think it's going to be successful, we have to establish what success would be for us in the window so Lev I'll come to you first what would be a successful window for you all encompassing you know ins outs and and the like what's and you can speak as vaguely or as specifically as you like okay um look firstly a successful one, uh, window for me would be get rid of the 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 last sort of ebbings of uh, the dross that we had from previous, the, the ones that were sort of really adding to the depth of the squad. But more importantly, uh, what I want to see is decisive and ambitious moves. I don't want to see us waiting till sort of the last week or two of the window. How many seasons have we gone? And I'll ask you guys in the chat as well. How many um, seasons have we gone into the, the beginning of a season not ready, even not having done our transfer business um or, or, or players not fit and missing two or three games at the beginning and throwing points away. So what I want to see in short is I want to see decisiveness in the window, a clear plan addressing the issues that we have. We need another striker. I don't want us to go in with Eddie Nketiah as number two. Um, I would rather him as a, as a third backup, maybe. I want to see two strikers, ideally. One may be a, a more of a target man, one more, more sort of a, uh, a quick, dynamic uh, sort of goal poacher. And then I want someone that will cover Partey if he's injured. Look what happened to us this season when Partey got injured. Our midfield was obliterated, as well as Tielemans. This is not, it's not enough just Tielemans. Tielemans is box-to-box. We needed someone else to replace Partey in case he's injured, like Basuma. Um, if a fullback's going to go, make sure it's somebody that you know, can come in and take a position um, rather than just call him a, a fullback. And then when we fall back on him, like Cedric, they find, they're, they're found wanting or Tavares in a sense. So and that's what I want to see. I want to see decisiveness and I want to see quality coming in that will balance out the youth that we have. Because I think we put too much on their shoulders this season and it sort of <coughs> paid the price at the end. Shaheen? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, we need, I don't think we, we should go for future signings this summer um, i think we should go for players who are established to come in and make a difference now because that's what we need um we're going to be competing in three or four competitions next season hopefully you know if we don't get knocked out first round again um so we need the squat depth and um and you know that's when you can rotate players and everybody can get games but uh, again, like Lev, I'm, we're desperate for goals up, up top. I don't think Eddie Nketiah is the answer. I think we actually scored an own goal with, with, with the amount of salary that we've offered to Eddie Nketiah. And, Not accepted and, uh, it yet, by the way, Shaheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still he's on the release uh, list. And, and you know, that's the more this is going on, the more it bothers me 
that we've even offered this guy this money and it's still, mm, I don't know, unless it's been all agreed and they're just waiting for the right time to release it. And that is yeah. that is a very Arsenal thing to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I, a couple of strikers, a really good established strikers. I prefer, I prefer us to, to look at Premier League first because if you sign somebody from Premier League who's established yet, you know, that the, the the period are they need to come in and settle in the league and get to know the Premier League and get up to speed on all that is out of the window. They can, if you get somebody like Basuma, you know, there is not going to be that time that oh, he needs to settle into the league and all that rubbish. Mm. He can make a difference straight away. Um, Jesus will be another one that can come in and make a difference straight away because he already knows the league. Um, do I, whether I think Arsenal will do that or not is a completely different matter, but this is what needs to happen. And, and you know what, I uh, you mentioned the left back position. I think we should sign a left back anyway because if Kirantini, it's not if Kirantini, when Kirantini gets injured, I don't have confidence in Tavares coming in and key games and putting a solid performance as a left back on, on a regular basis. You know, he can come in, put one or two solid performances, and then he'll go have a stinker. Um, so that, that that's the area we need to look at a right back. As a backup for Tamiyasu, if he gets injured again, you've got Cedric coming in. And again, you know, if if you're in a business end of season like we were this this season and, you know, he gets injured, you got Cedric again coming in who's, we all agree, not good enough. Mm. Fair enough. Let's see what some of the guys in the chat box have been saying. Rahit says two strikers, a wide forward, Xhaka upgrade, Tierney equivalent as a backup, Erdegaard backup, Eddie only for the UEFA Europa League and Cup mm. games and will be a successful window. Byron says a successful window would be a quality winger, a quality striker and a quality centre mid and a backup in midfield who can play across the park. Jason says we need Jesus and Tielemann sorted before pre-season, then another centre mid and striker, but ideally all business done before the season starts. And Clock Orange says uh, five players, two mids, two forwards, one fullback, Pesuma, as one of them, Jesus, Tielemans, Ozymen and Hickey in there. You know, my expectation is I don't think we will sign two strikers on top of renewing Eddie and Ketia's mm. contract. I don't think that will happen. Mm. Um, I think there's an opportunity that we'll sign a wide forward, um, hopefully a, a blooming good one, you know, that gives us kind of that that goal coverage across. Because that's always the big question about Arsenal, obviously, is, is goals. We haven't had it from the number nine position for some time, you know, especially since Aubameyang and Lacazette moved on and Aubameyang's form dipped after that contract renewal. We haven't had genuine 20-goal striker for, since Aubameyang's contract was basically renewed. Um, do we think Jesus has the capabilities to be a striker that can score 15 to 20 Premier League goals if he's given that kind of responsibility, Shaheen? <coughs> It's debatable, man. It's 50-50 because there's an argument to say he hasn't had a, a, a run of games. And I've talked about this with Lev before, and that's his, his point of view, that he hasn't had a, a decent run of games at City um, to get those total goals. And, and my counter-argument to, to this would be maybe because he's not on a level to, to you know, to lead the line on a regular basis. Um, and he's been in the Premier League for three, four seasons now, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And I have not seen, um, I think, his best goal-scoring season um, is 18, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I mean, in terms of all competitions. Um, yeah, yeah, all competition, yeah. But in yeah, Premier yeah. League, I mean, last season, I think uh, he scored eight goals, set up four assists. I think something like that, yeah. I'll have yeah, to Yeah, and uh, so, you know, 
it, again, I'm looking at this thinking, this is again another risk signing kind of thing. He could come in and he could start banging in goals. Mm. Yeah? But then again, he could come in and it could be, you know, another 10, 12 goals a season a striker in a Premier League. Um, I'd like us to go for somebody who's a bit, a bit more quality, a bit more established. But then again, we'll put ourselves in a position where that sort of players probably may not look at us as, as their favourite destination. I mean, yeah. everybody was talking about um, Darwin Nunes uh, a while back and everybody and you know see how easily he's just gone to Liverpool and and I give them credit Liverpool you know they they recognized a target they mm. said that's the guy we want they went out there early doors got the deal done finished the player can now go on summer holidays enjoy his summer holidays come back mentally ready because he knows where he is where he's at he knows what he's expected of him next season join the pre-season Gonna have a nice time with with the team. Get to know the team the way Klopp wants to play. First game of the season, guy is ready to make a contribution. Whereas, left said, you know, Arsenal, we, we, we tend to leave things towards the very end because we want to get a bargain or we want to get a better deal. And the season, you know, the preseason already started. All of these things has started. Three games in the season, a player walks into the changing room now. Then he and he's just trying to settle in. So, in terms of Jesus. I don't know, man. That's the genuine answer. I don't know. I, it doesn't fill me with great confidence that this guy is going to solve our problem. And another issue on top of that is if he gets injured, then you've got Eddie Nketiah who's going to come back in. Yeah. Um, Wayne says, my favourite collection of YouTubers. Isn't it a curious case as to why no team has come in for Basuma? He's still facing, obviously, that investigation that's going on at the moment. And what happens if he loses that? Uh, I, I, yeah, look, I, it's, it's something I picked up on on your show that you did yesterday, actually. I think Basuma came yeah. up in conversation. And, you know, I struggled with the point of view that was raised about kind of, I think Dan said about he doesn't think that Arteta wants him because he does because of the attitude. You know, I think... I think there's a slight, with respect, you know, a deviation from that. This is a very serious allegation, of course. You know, it's mm, not yeah. to do with attitudes. You know, it's not, it's not a question where Arteta's looked at and goes, oh, I'm not getting Basuma because of an attitude issue. Look, we, Arsenal aren't going in for Basuma and haven't since this situation arose, you know. So, and I can't blame Arsenal for not going in for that. Until there's an element, of, until he's cleared of, of the allegations, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say, "Well, we should just go for him anyway." Like, there's just there's no mm. justification. But Tom, wouldn't you wouldn't you agree that there are people who are well placed to advise on this sort of matters, to see the paperwork, know the case? Like Arsenal can easily get a QC or someone like that to advise them on the matter. And if it was that serious, I mean, look, I don't want to talk about that matter, and I don't want to mm. say it's not a serious allegation. And you know, our, our thoughts go to the victims of of this. It, you know, alleged victim of this. Um, but if he was that serious, he probably wouldn't have played for Brighton. Oh, we don't like yeah, the Mason, we, like the Mason Greenwood situation. But we could argue if, say, in the end he is found guilty, that there'll be criticisms of Brighton for playing him. So if that happens. Yeah, but they've got you got this thing that is guilty until sorry, not guilty until oh, of proven. course, of course. And yeah, it's so Brighton would do with their right. Say as far as we concern, at the moment, is not guilty until proven. Absolutely. But what I would say is that we, at the moment we have a choice, you know, that we have a choice of whether or not we would go in for him or not. Brighton have a choice about whether they would play him or not. He's their player at the end of the day, you know, and they've they've used him whilst using going along the, the lines of innocent until proven guilty. However, for Arsenal to say buy him 
there's a situation where you're then taking on him as the responsibility. You know, no, 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 I, I get that. Yeah, I yeah. understand that, and 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 I and I get that thought process to to a certain degree. But I just think, and I think maybe they have done this. Possibly that's why they are um, not going ahead with this because there mm. are people we can advise on how serious the case is, what could be the consequences, you know, the evidence that is involved in them, you know. And I'm, again, another reason I'm not sure why this hasn't gone to 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 a, to a trial, so there will be some sort of a conclusion for well, everybody been, involved um, in that matter. The latest on it is that uh, I read in a Brighton-based newspaper that he's. He's been released, like, but continues to be under investigation, basically at the moment. Um, that's that's the latest on it. That so, and I think that the the other person involved, it's been delayed until maybe October, but don't quote me on that. I think so. It's it's going to go on past, you know, the the, the transfer window. So I don't expect Basuma to go anywhere. I think he only has a year. Do you, left on Tom, do you think other clubs are in a similar sort of situation as Arsenal? What, might be yeah, absolutely. I think that's why you're not really seeing any strong links with him. And we we saw, you know, Aston Villa were very interested, and they then went and got Bubakar Kamara instead on a free. You know, so yeah, absolutely. I think that that's that's why we're not seeing anyone really linked with him because of this ongoing alleged situation. Mm-hmm. So, and until that's resolved, I don't think we will. So that's why, obviously, when it gets brought up, you know, I wouldn't necessarily question Arteta's. I wouldn't question Arteta in this or question his view of a player based on attitude. It's a, you know, it's a, it's, and it's certainly something that I would, you know, be open to chatting about, but it's just not, I just don't think it's one that we can point to the club and go, I can't believe you didn't go and sign it. Like, I just don't think it's something we can criticize the club for. Um, when it comes down to that, that talk about when we do our business early, when does the word early finish, Lev? And what I mean by that is that at what point is it, the end of June? Is it now? Is it the first preseason game? When we make signings, at what point does it stop being constituted as, as getting business done early? When you're getting to the business end of the season where where you're playing your pl- pre-seasons with a view to start in your first game of the season, for me, that's too too late, right? You should be you should have all your players in before pre-season so that when the preseason starts, you can start gelling them in, uh, bedding them into the team. And, and and working from there onwards with a view to your first Premiership game. And you should be aiming to start off your Premier League campaign with three points straight off the bat, start it strong and move on strong. I mean, the three games we lost, two or three games that we threw points away last season, that could have attributed to us not making top four, for example. Then there's a, there's a load of other things, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But too late for me is waiting till the team's starting to play um, in preparation to start the season and you still haven't secured a strike. You still haven't got a centre midfielder. Everything's up in the air. That's too late for me. Fair enough. Shane, when would you say um, it stopped um, being early business? Possibly the first week Ooh, of Why have you gone to a Dalek? You, what, you become a Dalek, mate. I don't know what's... Yeah, I've heard <laughs> that as well. Just take your mic out and put it back in again. Shaheen, exterminate. Yeah. Can you say that for me? Can you just... No? <gasps> Who's trying to fix it? But if, like, the reason why I'm asking the question is because, you know, there's a lot of criticism about the idea that Arsenal aren't getting the business done early. Like people are panicking, people are getting frustrated. But I'm sitting here quite chill right now because it's still really early. You know, if Arsenal could, could get their business done in, in three weeks' time, you know, Jesus and Tillemans could be in the door in, in three weeks' time. And I think that if we do that, all of this hysteria would not have, w- wouldn't have been completely unnecessary. Do you know what I mean, lad? Can I ask you a question then? Absolutely. Are you confident that in three weeks' time they're going to have everything wrapped up and done? 
I think that by this first, I think by the first preseason game, which is on the eighth of July, there's a good chance we'll have our priorities done. And what I mean by that is the is the main striker that we want to sign and the main midfielder, which in this case seems to be Jesus and Tielemans. So I think by the first preseason game, there's a good. I'm confident. I would say, you know, I'd give it a strong like seven and eight out of ten that those two positions, be it Tielemans and Jesus, are would be done, yeah. And you're suggesting that Jesus, that's our prime striker target. He's our prime striker target without a shot. So he's he's the striker, that's he's it. There's no guy. other striker coming in and then Eddie and Ketty is number two. Mm, yeah, not, I think that's, that's the situation. That's not good enough for me. And then I think a wide forward they will target if and well, when is, Jesus can play wide. He yeah, can he can. So, what, three. so fair, why not might... get another striker and then bring Jesus in as well? That's what well, I, I think. That maybe that is why we sense. see the links to Skamaka as well. You know, that's why maybe we see those links to Skamaka is because Ossiman, another one. Yeah, we see linked. Jesus as a player that can play wide. And so if they aren't mm. liking the other wide targets, they'll then go for another striker thinking. Yeah. That Jesus if they do that, Tom, if they get Jesus who could play in a three, and mm. then if, you're, if your main striker gets injured, you can also go Jesus instead. That makes sense. Mm. If you're telling me Jesus as his main striker and then maybe another wide player and then Eddie and Ketia as number two, you're asking for you're asking for pain again. Well, what I would it? say is that they're if they're paying Eddie and Ketia a wage that goes up to a hundred grand a week. Agree with you. They're not yeah. doing that for him to be third choice. No, yeah. and that's no. worries me. I, I agree with you. Can you hear me properly, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. I I agree with you on that because that, that's what I meant earlier that we've kind of scored an own goal with the amount of salary that we've offered Eddie Nketiah. One, I totally agree with you. They would not have offered this sort of money to somebody who's going to be backup or just going to be left out. He must have been promised a certain number of games as well as that, that salary. That's one. The other thing is when the time comes to renew or start this, uh, start negotiating with the likes of Saka or Martinelli. You know, the first thing that, if I was Saka's agent, I would turn around and say, you got Eddie Nketiah that could potentially earn 100 grand a week. Saka, twice player of the season, very important player to the team yeah. regular. You know, my, my starting point is about 150, 160,000 pounds a week. Because if you're not paying that, Man City will. You know, and I think that's the problem with us. Um that's the issue that I have with the amount that has been offered to Eddie Nketiah. And to be honest with you, I I, I don't know if you guys agree with me. Is Eddie Nketiah a hundred thousand pounds a week striker? Well, I mean, if it is a case of it's a base salary of a hundred grand a week, then no, absolutely not. If it's a case of he's say fifty grand a week with fifty grand worth of bonuses, then I think there's more of an argument, especially when they've put Balogun on forty k a week. You know, mm. like yeah. so if it's a fifty k a week deal with a 50k worth of goal bonuses, appearance bonuses, all of that stuff, or say 60. I think 60 would probably be the maximum that I'd pay as a base salary, or as probably a full salary, to be fair, in, in a yeah, real world. Do you know what, Tom? Eddie and Ketia's scenario, I, I much prefer that for it to come to an end with Alexander Lacazette. Yeah, and so he just go, moves yeah. on, go to another club, all the best. I hope you make it another club, and then we start fresh where we are. Because now... Is th this is one of those things that has been dragging on from the beginning, from the end of the season. Oh, Enketia this, Enketia that. Is he, you know, does he deserve it? Does he not deserve it? Uh, but he still hasn't signed. Why is he not signed? It's a distraction that is not needed. I much rather this episode come to an end and he moves on for good of his career. And we'll get it's a distraction that's not warranted. Yeah, well, distraction like, from what though? What do you look, mean by a distraction? In, in a sense of like we're wasting time trying to secure this lad. 
right? He's well, trying to do he, more he, than one thing at once, though, Lev. Can't yeah, we? can we? I'm not that confident, but the, the, the fact is, he's for me, he's not good enough. It's as simple as that. Mm. Even as a number two, he's not good enough. So for me, all this distraction and wasting time could be better spent getting the type of players that are good enough. He's clearly seen, he, he clearly sees something in him because you know he's been desperate to keep him. Like he's been saying in the press conferences, we, "I want Eddie to stay." We're trying to sort out a deal, and you know if he goes on to replicate five goals in eight starts like he had at the end of last season, you would say it's justified. But the problem is, is I just don't see him getting the starts like he has been because we're yeah. obviously going. Do you know what, to Tom? Like you know another issue that I have with this, you know, what the stat that you just mentioned. Um, what we need to also remember this, right? That this was the best time, the absolute optimum time for Eddie and Ketia to put himself on the shop window, mm. right? Because he's now thinking, right, there's a chance that I might leave Arsenal, okay? Lacazette is not getting a game. This is, this is time for me to show everybody what I'm about. So then when the time comes, and if I want to negotiate contract with a different club, I've, I've got something to fall back on and I can demand a high salary. And, and there will be people who would want to take me on because if I come in the four, five, six games that I'm getting a chance and I don't do well, there's not going to be a lot of clubs that I want them that, will, that would want me to go there. So we need to consider that. And we also need to remember this. <laughs> for the past... I don't know, six, seven years, as, as far as I can recall, every time we've given somebody a contract that is bigger than what they deserved, they have not performed well after that. And, you know, we've got, just to name a few, Aubameyang or, you know, Ozil, we gave them big contracts. After that, nothing is happening. At the end of the day, it would, he'll justify the move himself. You know, if, if he yeah. does really well next season, no one will talk about how much he costs. No one will talk about it. Um so we're just going to have to wait and see um, what happens with, with Eddie and Ketia. On, on kind of the central midfield, what lev do you make of, of Yuri Tielemans as a potential option? Is he of a level that you were expecting us to try and go for? Listen, I like Tielemans as a player. It was only a couple of seasons back at Leicester. He was, he was brilliant. And, I, and I, I think as an eight, he, he may come good. And everyone's looking at his last season. But let's be honest, we've all seen, we've experienced what it's like having a player that's not mentally there anymore, doesn't want to stay, doesn't want to play, he switches off. So I don't think we could be judging Tielemans. I think he's a, I think he's an excellent addition um, for, for well, another... Would you want to play like that in your team? Because if, if he comes in and then there's a, there's a bit of... You know, it's, well, it's listen, not that there, 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 there is that. Yeah, Imagine there if is something that. like this happens. There is that. There is that one slight level of concern, um, which is a good point, Shaheen. But like, again... With the striker situation, Tielemans is not enough to sort out that midfield. He is not because Tielemans is not Thomas Partey, Lukonga is not Thomas Partey, Xhaka isn't Thomas Partey. Mm. We've got we've got an abundance of midfielders that just don't cut it. And the only way, and that's your engine room. It's your engine room. You can't like have a a Ferrari body and have a flipping Fiat Punto bod, uh, engine. Do you know what I mean? That's what we're running with at the moment. So as far as I'm concerned, Tielemans would be a good addition. He would strengthen our midfield. He would balance it out, but we still need another enforcer just in case. Yeah, I, I think that Tielemans for me is is the type of signing that I've wanted Arsenal to make. You know, for a long, long time. Yeah. Looking at who the best players are in other Premier League teams and bringing them into the club. When it comes down to Granit Xhaka, though, and how he's affected by this, 
this is where I think maybe we'll deviate, you know, because I absolutely agree that we should be upgrading on Granite Jacker. Don't get me wrong. But for me, upgrading doesn't necessarily mean the word replacing, because realistically, Arsenal aren't going to be able to get a centre mid on top of Tielemans, in my opinion, that's as good as Granite Xhaka. Because for all his faults and for all his issues, he's still a very good central midfielder for when he's playing really well. He's not good enough if Arsenal want to get top four and be our starting centre midfielder week in, week out. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's at that level anymore, but he's still very, very good. So what I mean by strengthening is you sign Tielemans, but you keep Xhaka, you know, because I just don't see us going for another midfielder that's going to be as good as him. In, in the window. I just don't see it. Do you, you don't you don't think we can find a midfielder as good as Xhaka? Well, tell me who you think. Well, look, we think, all, we, we yeah, all but said Basuma, but it was, we know the issue with well, Yeah, we can't get Basuma, so that's, that's off the I, table. I think, Lev, I don't think it's a question of finding somebody who's better than, you know, Xhaka. And I think it's, it's a question of money, I think, because, you know, they yeah. may be looking at this and they're thinking, you know, I'm assuming, based on what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, right, I'm assuming the budget is not that great at Arsenal, right? And they just cannot go out there and, and afford a top, you know, quality couple of midfielders, couple of strikers, a right winger and all top quality players. I don't see that happening. So they're going to be thinking, right, maybe a quality midfielder um, and that will solve the midfield problem. We can get away with, you know, El Nani. Remember, they've, they've given him a, a Hold on, oh, hold on. Bruno Guimaraes is better yeah. than Xhaka. Why yes, didn't we get him in January? Well, we both said that. Like, you know, I, no, I mean, that, that's a question. Oh, yeah, so, so, no, but no, but saying to, to say that we can't get better than Xhaka is oh, no. incorrect. No, it's I'm us, not saying that. That's not us. Saying. No, I didn't moving. say that, though. Yeah, I know, but we're saying we're unlikely to. That's what. No, what I'm saying is yeah, I'm we're saying... unlikely to if we make a signing that's already better. So we bring in Tielemans, right? Different but then you were player. saying that we want to move. Yeah, I know he's a different type of player, but he's going to play in that left centre mid position, or sometimes he's going to compete with Erdegaard maybe for the right hand slot. But you know, everyone is looking at Tielemans as coming in to, to you know take apart Xhaka's position in central midfield, so we can become a little bit more progressive. And you know, we got mm. Partey who's the more defensive mind, and then you got Tielemans and Erdegaard who can be more forward thinking. But the idea that you know we would bring Tielemans in and then Arsenal would go and you know sign someone as good as Xhaka or better than Xhaka is going to be tough because any signing that we look to is going to look at that midfield and go well you've just signed Yuri Tielemans so why would I go to Arsenal and have to compete for a place when I can go to somewhere else and get a guaranteed starting spot like I uh, for instance Elliot in the chat book said like Fabian Ruiz who is someone I've harped on about for a while at Napoli you know available for 25 million pounds this summer I think he's better than than Xhaka but I don't know why Fabian would come to Arsenal knowing that the position he'd be coming into is then going into compete with Tielemans. So I don't... And that's the issue. I just, yeah, I, and, and you know what, Tom? I'll go back to what I was saying. I just don't think the money is there for, 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 for all of these players to come. No, so I they're going to have to pick and choose. Yeah, but because it's what, what needs correct. to be addressed uh, most, most urgently rather than... You know, they, they, might, they, they may think one player in midfield mm. and that's enough. You know, then we've got Partey, you've got Elneny, you've got... Jaka and we can get by, you know, that's all right. So we, we utilize the funds and for a forward. I, I genuinely think that is the case. It's not, I mean, sadly, there is not enough money for them to go and buy all of these players that, that we're talking about here. Well, it's interesting because when I think about how much we're going to spend, I would have assumed and put a pretty good guess in that it would have been similar to what we spent last summer, you know, because I think we'll move more players on. The finances are in a position when you break them down from, you know, the, what they revealed is that actually this summer, because of the refinancing situation, that we have 
you know, we have wiggle room. We have money to spend if we want to spend it. What's the, what and, the money they're talking about, Tom? How much? So, you know, well, I, they refinanced the, with £200 million loan that came in during the, when they've been Cronky and Casey did that refinancing. And when we did the breakdown of the finances when Mike from the Gunas Pods, he, his numbers basically that he'd worked out showed that this summer Arsenal are heading towards a point where they're going to have more money and more room to spend. But they don't have the, 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 the drawbacks that they've had in previous years. The, the problem, I think, is, is that Arsenal will feel like if they can't get a player that they deem good enough, they just won't do it. You know, they won't buy someone for the sake of it. Whereas I look at the summer and think, if you've got like 150 million to spend, which I think even maybe now, based upon the reports and based upon what we're hearing and seeing, that might be a bit of a stretch. If you get Jesus to say 50 mil, which is how much he looks like he's going to cost in the end, Tillemans for 25 mil, you bring in a, a versatile fullback for say 20 mil, be that Hickey or a Zinchenko, someone like that, you're already up to 70, uh, 95 mil. You need a wide forward and they don't come cheap. So you're looking at 30 mil plus 40 mil. You're already up then to 130 odd million quid plus. So to then think that we would get in a centre midfielder that's as good as Granite Xhaka on top of that, because you're not going to sell Xhaka for that much, to be honest. You're going to sell him for Yeah, what? but with all the outgoings, well, we've sorry, Tom, but with all the outgoings, we worked out yesterday on yesterday's show, although it was really poor, very poor. Yeah, too. I watched it. We were yeah. One, two, three, it was about yeah, five or six players. We, we, we were talking about 35 mil income. Um, that doesn't come in straight in. away, Lev. You know, that, like, no, that's not yeah, the, the, the outgoing doesn't go out straight away. No, all, Tom. no, but just, no, yeah, just one thing, Tom. Do you agree with that figure? But we're still going to with that figure. For. Do I agree with what? Sorry. Do you agree with that figure we came up with yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the money that you came up with was it around thirty-five million pounds? I think. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's I think is what we would probably make. That's from, from uh, eleven players that Arsenal can sell or, or loan <laughs> out. Is it? It's crazy. And 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 the value of them, right? We, we can get thirty-five million at best for them, but we bought Leno, just Leno Pepe. on his own for twenty-eight. Hmm? Is that including Pepe? That's including Pepe. Oh, maybe I wasn't. Hmm. I Look, think Pepe. Be more with Pepe. No, I mean, Pepe Lev was adding at... this up, so I don't know if Lev's cocked up or not. Yeah, I think, like, I think we did. Rara, I think we did. No, Niles, uh, no, we didn't add uh, Pepe's in there. So you're looking at about 50 mil all in, aren't you? Okay. So, so yeah, 50 Pepe, mil. Terrera, Maitland Niles, Genduzi, Mavropanos. Um, Mavropanos is gone, maybe. Yeah, but we still got money for him this summer. It's like yeah, 3 two million. million. Yeah, that's but this is what I'm saying. It counts towards the awful yeah. number we're getting for these I mean, look, players. I mean, let me Rick see. Nelson, Hector Bellerin. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got. Marie, Leno, Robert Leno. Yeah, Bellerin, Tavares. I mean, Tavares could potentially be alone, but Mari. Then you got Terrera, Maitland Niles, Pepe, Nelson. Um, you got. I mean, Guendouzi is gone. We didn't count Guendouzi on that. As Ten well. mil we got for him. Yeah, that is, I think it's a joke, but you know. Hey, look, I think when you look at the amount of money we're going to make from these players, it, it shows that there are two factors. Obviously, the recruitment in the past was blooming awful, you know, that, that we brought in these players. Secondly, that we've allowed them to go down to that level of contract. But I always ask the question, how do you sell a player that no one wants to buy? No, and yeah, I look, listen, that. I agree with you, Tom, but then, you know, it, it goes back to the original, like, for example, right? I don't know. I don't want to pick on anybody here, but let's say Cedric. Right? Cedric was a Southampton reject. We got him free, and we bring. And then who's going to come and pay for him? Nobody was going to take him when he was leaving for free from Southampton. Somehow we thought he's good enough to come and take him. William, imagine if William digged his 
uh, heels in and said, you know what, you gave me a contract, mm. I ain't going anywhere. Yeah, That's yeah. a question contract. Mm. Yeah. Well, William will still be here now. Very on 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 high salaries. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so then you got you got to look at the recruitment as name and 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 I can't put that you know solely on Arteta's doorstep or Edu because there are people prior to those guys yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who've made mistakes, you know, and and the mistake has carried on. Um, I mean, Nicolas Pepe, seventy million pounds, you know, and then there was all of this. I mean, they they managed to do this very quietly with the way that um, what's his name, that Spanish guy, Rasanyehi. Raul Sanieri, the way he left. Apparently, there was a ten million pound that was lost in in this, in this whole figure, and nobody knew where he's gone. And there was a lot of dodgy dealings there. So, and now we're left with with a player that at, at best, at best, twenty million, twenty five million pounds. Somebody will put. So that's that represents a fifty million pound loss. Alexander Lacazette, fifty million write off. Aubameyang, fifty million write off. It's awful. You know, this any, any sort of business is going to struggle with this, and and I don't know when this is going to end. You know, last transfer window probably was the only one where you 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 start to look at some signings and you think, okay, you know, that is not going to end up in that similar scenario unless they manage to fuck up the contract negotiation and the player decides to run down the contract and he will walk away for free. So I just hope that they. They they learn from these mistakes that previous people have made and the mistakes that has been made this time around as well and 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 they use that in the advantage this time around so you don't go out and spend silly money on on players in the same time we've got to pay over the top for some players because we can't offer Champions League football it has to be Europa League so there has to be some sort of draw for them to come in it's it's a difficult job I've criticized Edu and Arteta and them like quite a lot but in the same time. It's not easy. It's very, very hard. And, um, you know, if you look at Edu's track record as, as, as a director of football, somebody who's negotiated deals, mm. that, there are, there's, there's some question marks there as well, man, you know? I, I, I listened to that yesterday when you were talking and, you know, I thought you were harsh on the recruitment, you know, that we've done. Because I look at some of the recruitment... And yeah, there's been mistakes. Willian, uh, Runison, you know, they look like errors. Tavares, I don't necessarily put down as an error because we bought him on a very minimal fee. And I actually think he's worth more than we bought him in for already. You know, I think if we were to sell him, we would make a profit on Tavares. I don't think that's too much of an issue. Um, you somebody will pay more than eight million for him? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he's got Premier League experience. Yes, he had a poor end, uh, end to the season. But, you know, there was appearances in that season that he did well. And, you know, at 22 years of age, with four years left on his deal playing in the Premier League, he will get you will get more than eight million quid for Tavares, I'm, I'm sure. Well, I say that. Arsenal might not. <laughs> the clubs yeah. definitely would. Um, Lekonga. You know, I couldn't believe some of the stuff that was being said about Lekonga yesterday. This is a kid, right, that's come in at 21 years of age. Like lots of clubs do. They bring in just the prospective talents. You know, they sign players on, on small uh, amount of money, 16, 17 million is not a lot of money for the pair that we bought. And when he came in, I thought he did really well in the first half of the season. I thought up until the game he was dropped against uh, Man United when Jacker came back from injury, he was our best central midfielder up until that point during the season. And, you know, and then he was, and I criticised Arteta for it, absolutely dropped ridiculously. He didn't deserve to be dropped at that point. And so he hasn't really got the minutes because we didn't have European football. Obviously, we didn't progress through the FA Cup and stuff like that. But, I see Lukonga, the potential in that that kid and that player, 
to be the, the future heir to that Thomas Partey position. He needs to get more minutes. The Europa League group stage is going to be a gold mine for him next season. And obviously the five subs that we have when he comes on for the last 20 minutes of Premier League games or if we need to rotate and stuff. But Lacon, I, I honestly, I, I can't get the criticism around Lacongo. I really don't. Who so I, I, I disagree with? I know I you did, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe Shaheen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I actually didn't. I actually didn't go hard on on, on Sambi Lakonga. I just, um, I think it was Dan who said maybe we should have left him where he was and said, you know what, carry on for for another season. You're a captain here. You're established yeah. here. Get get what we did with Saliba, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I understood that to a certain degree. And I said that, that sounds like a good idea at the time. You leave the you player where he's what we did with, with Saliba. Sorry. Yeah. You agreed with him all show, did you? No, I did. All way through the show. No, I, I said I agree with that, that you know. And <laughs> but then he came in and then he was thrown in, needed to play, and he did okay. But then certain games you could tell that you know he's not ready for, for that sort of oh, Premier of League level. Because he's, of, yeah, and, and that's not that's natural. Yeah, that's natural, right? So that, that's where I was with with uh, with the Congo. You know, I, I didn't say we should get rid of him or we should sell him. But this is like the comments like this. I don't really get like equal yet different says now. I don't see it. he's El Nini 2022. He's very seen new. like how many games of the lad? Like, seriously, the... The... And, and people forget stuff like recency bias affects it so much. He, as I said at the start, he was our best center mid up until the Man United game, and that was December. You know, that's three, four months of the season where he was our best center mid up until that point. He really did impress during those months. I remember the game against Aston Villa, he absolutely bossed it. He was great away at Leicester, good in the, um, was it the Watford or the Newcastle, one of those two games. He was really solid in those games too. And I Tom, just don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Do you know the Tavares thing as well? Sorry, Shane. Tavares, I don't think, I don't think Arteta's used him correctly for a start. Secondly, I think that like he started well when he, when he first was covering for Tierney. Then he had a couple of bad games and it's affected his confidence. There is a player in Tavares. I just think he's more of a wing-back than a left-back. Go on, Shane. Sorry. No, it's right. I was just going to say, um, you know, out of all the links and everything that, that I've been hearing, I think Ilkay Gundogan will be a good shot. Yeah. I've, I, oh, I've been championing that idea, bringing him in. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's a, a world-class yesterday. He's a world-class you know, And if this, you can get him, this is, See, that, that's... that's uh, players like Telemans, people like Ilkay Gun, these are the players that, that I'm, I was referring to at the beginning of the show where they're established here in the Premier League, they can come in and they can contribute straight away. Mm -hmm. You know, they know the league, they know all the tricky grounds, that, you know, in, in, in Gundogan's case, knows the manager, they worked together before, he can come in. And I think we can all agree that he's a very good upgrade on Granit Jacob. Yeah, uh... He, he absolutely is. Like, there's no doubt in my mind he's an upgrade on Granite Jacker. And if you could get him in, he's one of the players that maybe for a smaller fee, depending on what City would want, because you know, he's 31, 10, 32 at the end of this year. Um, I think he only has, what, a year left on his deal um, this uh, this season. So it's not like he's going to be wildly expensive. So, yeah, that, there's one. Yeah. You know, If you get rid of Xhaka and you're telling me that Gundogan's coming in, I'm a happy man. Do you know um, what, Tom? That, another thing, you know, we were talking about finances earlier. I don't think it's going to cost a lot to take Ilkay Gundogan from City. Say again, sorry? Something, maybe, I don't know, I would say something between maybe 20, 25, if that. 
Let me just check. Isn't he a bit injury prone though? Well, yeah, that's my concern with him. There is right? concerns over his fitness about how regularly he could play. Um, yeah. So yeah, his contract runs out in twenty three. Um, so he has a year left on his deal. Uh, he turns thirty two in uh, October. So I, I think if you if you offered fifteen million, to be honest, if you Manchester City and, you, and you're offered fifteen million quid, I don't know why you accept it. To be honest, um, you I would just have him until the end of his contract you know for the year i don't look gunda uh, one for a season at 31 is probably worth the 15 mil to you to manchester yeah. City. there's another yeah. one as well that I, I i saw has been going around I, this has started going around from i think saturday evening sunday i don't know how true it is but jared bowen from west ham uh that that's that's another signing that is a Good player. I, I can't coming. see that happen. No, West Ham would ask for eighty odd million quid, and we go, okay, uh, no, no thanks. <laughs> like it's just that's just not going to happen. I don't see Arsenal spending over fifty mil on a player this summer. I don't see that at all. But well, I think they should, man. I think they should at least choose one player. Well, this is where it doesn't really fall on Arteta, though, isn't it? This is where we'd start. As no, Dan but I didn't say anything about Arteta. Though. No, no, but this is what I'm just saying. Like this is where Dan's right in regards to his energy being directed at the ownership. You know. That's it's that it's that lack of financial freedom that Arteta. Yeah, I just think really if I was if I was Josh, to, or if I was an advisor to Josh Tom, I would just tell him, listen, you know, just make sure you get one player that gets the fan excited, get the fans excited. We're not demanding for five or six world class players here. We know that's not going to happen, right? But at least give us one, give us something to be excited about for next season. Um, and then uh, that's the and, and, and Jesus and Tielemans not make you excited. Just Jesus and Tielemans not excite you because they're the types of signings I've genuinely been waiting for Arsenal yeah. to, to start listen, making they, for a while. They, listen, I said yeah. they, they're both players that can come in and, and make a difference and contribute straight away because they're establishing the league, and that is good signing. But I'm talking about like a Gnabry type of signing, like a, 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 a player with reputation, a, a world-class player that would come in and, and all the fans would be like, you remember when we signed Ozil outside Emirates type of thing? You know, get the fans excited a little bit. You want a talisman. That's what you want. Yeah, you get, right? get yeah, like yeah. a marquee signing. It's been a while way. since we got a world-class signing. The problem is, is that, you know, we have to build up still to be able to do that. You know, the only clubs that are signing genuinely world-class in the Premier League are Liverpool, City and Chelsea. You know, genuinely established world-class players. They're the only clubs that are doing it. And because we're not mm. at that level. You look at Spurs, you know, Spurs got Son because they gambled on a, a decent player from Bayer Leverkusen. I talked about this on this morning's show. You know, they developed Kane. And they're their two world-class players. Like Kulisewski, Benton, Core have got potential. You know, I think we saw that in the six months, that they had a great six months. Kuliseski massively overachieved. You look at his XG, it's ridiculous. Um, but they could, you know, from what we've seen of them and their age profile, one day become world-class. And the teams like Arsenal and Spurs, and De I think, you know, Man United are a bit of a grey area because of what they are. The stature that they are means they could sign players like Bruno Fernandes and, and Varane and stuff like that. But they are a mess of a club. They're just a mess of a club. So mm. Arsenal and Spurs are in a position where, where how we've fallen so much, we have, we're we going to struggle to bring in those genuinely world-class players. So we're fishing in the market that one level below that. And we've got to be really smart about the ones that we bring in. We weren't before. You know, we weren't smart in the past about the ones that we were bringing in at that level because we were just wasting, you know, 
Mustafi looked okay at Valencia. Awful. Xhaka is not and never will be a world-class central midfielder. Um, but you look at like the signings that we're starting to make. You know, Gabriel, I can see like a potentially world-class centre-back in him. Kieran Tin, yeah. you can see a potentially world-class left-back in him. If Tommy Asu played like he did in the 16 games across a full season, you could see a potential mm. to be a real top-class right-back in him. Martin Odegaard in, in spurt, Shaheen, not consistently, but certainly in certain games, put in world-class level performances, in my opinion. But he needs to put it in across a whole season. He can't just do it in eight, nine, ten games. He has to do it across the whole season. He needs to write people around him as well, though, Tom. Like, people don't understand that the, to get the best out of someone like Odegaard, he needs somebody who's constantly winning that battle in midfield and giving him the ball. I mean, yes, he contributes to winning that midfield, but he needs someone beside him to be physical, to dominate, to give him... The more possession Odegaard has, the better player he looks. Mm. It's as simple as that. Uh, so, joining us in the chat, but says Spurs finishing uh, above us are finishing in a bigger pond because of Champions League football. But to be honest, like, I look at the links that they're they're looking at. You know, they brought in Perisic, who is you know a 33 year old. He's basically a Serie A Willian, you know, style signing. I'm not saying he's you know, he's, mm. but it's that style mm. of signing. Someone who's won the league, won trophies, and he's in the twilight years of his career. And they, you don't know what you're going to get from Perisic next season. It's a bit of a risk, and we'll see how it works out. I think it's a decent signing for depth when you've already got Hummin Son. You know, Willian came in and started for us against Fulham in his first game. Perisic ain't starting over Son, and that's the difference between those two. So it's a good. Willian would have been an okay signing if we had a world a world class left winger already, but we didn't. Um, Richarlison, you know how he starts. Him. How he starts over Jesus in the Brazil team, I don't know. Maybe because it's just his, it's just. He's not. He's, I, you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's got end product. Well, I, I, I'm trying to think of a season where Jesus hasn't outscored him, um, and I can't off the top of my head think of one where he has. Um, Jed Spence, you know, is another one of those potential signings. Got a lot of potential in him. Looks good in the championship. He's gone to Tottenham, Could hasn't be he? A success. Say again, sorry. So he's gone to Tottenham, hasn't he? Well, it, it's it, he's one of the ones they're looking at. Trying See, to we him. should be looking at him instead of Cedric. Well, the thing he is, was great you're, against us. You're Jed Spence, though, and you say, "Well, I've got to get in over Emerson and Doherty, or I've got to try and get in over you know a starter in Tommy Asu." You know, you can see why he well, would go to Spurs. In, in addition to you know, Emerson, Tom, Emerson is arguably it was on a similar. Right you could, yeah, <laughs> you could say that. I guess, I guess, but he's dreadful. But got into Champions League with him, so you know, Jed Spence is going to be their third right back in three years. So they've got two wrong, and they're hoping. That I don't think Tommy will. Be, I don't think he will go in as a starter, though. Tommy Asu. Uh, no, Jed Spence. Oh, right away. Maybe not right away. He goes away. to Tottenham. Well, Conte I don't think loves his wing-backs. You know, I think you know, he may see him as that. We'll have to wait and see. But the thing is, what the point is that I'm making that we've now elongated is, you know, is that even though Spurs are at the point where they're looking at the, at, you know, they're in the Champions League, none of those players are world-class. You know, even going into fourth spot doesn't get us world-class players. We've got to build up to that point. We've got to build up to that level because we've made so many mistakes in 10 years and set ourselves back so far that it's just taken us, you know, it's, it's going to take us so much longer than people think it is. Look, what what world-class mid-20s signing, and chat box is open to you, do you think Arsenal could have got for a figure that they would be willing to pay for this summer? I think that the, the, the tricky bit in this question is the figure they were willing to pay. Yeah. Because those players, they are there, they're available. We can go and get a Serge Gnabry coming in. Give him a you really think we you know, could drop a contract on the, the table? Huh? Europa League. 
you think you, 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 you convince him? Listen, you put a contract on a table, right? That Man United got Paul Pogba on Europa League. Right? You put a con if you want the guy, you go out there, you put the money on the table, you make him choose to come over there. You pay Bayern, you give him a good salary, give him a good contract, he will come. He will come and play. What are you telling me he doesn't want to come to London, Arsenal, great stadium? Yeah, okay, you know, come in, we'll, we'll give, tell him, you know, there, there's talk about this project and this and that. Tell him, look, come in, we'll build a team around you, you've got good players, next season we can be in the Champions League. Why Why wouldn't he come? Because we're in the Europa League. For um, someone with Champions nah, League. I think you put the right money on the table, you, you will come. He will come not, with the I'm right signings sure. and that you see. Well, you say with the right signings, but he's the no. he would be the signing, you know. No, no, listen, this is what I said, right? I said if you want a player, you go out there, you put the right money on the table for the player and for the club. Tell him the project, tell him this is what we're building. He, you know, he, we're gonna sign, I don't know, a Tillemans or another kind of player, Jesus coming in. There's gonna be a good team. You already got Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard. You have to put that on the screen, didn't you? Yes, this is you, you, dynamic. You, yes, this is what you, 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 you build a package, you know. This is what Edu is getting paid handsomely to do. Vinay as well. You know, they need to earn their money. Go out there, make these things happen. Can I say something, Shay? Like it, it's it's not just about going out there and saying, Oi, you know, forcing someone to join. It's how we act in the transfer window, what, what we you know, do. No, in the sense of the message we put happen. In the sense of the message we put out by the type of players we bring in. You go and get a talisman striker and you pay for him and you put him in that team. Other players around the globe start going, oh, Ossiman's going there. I might go and I might look at Arsenal as well. Whereas right now they're looking at it and you've got Eddie and Ketier up top. There's maybe talk of Jesus. Um, we never address, fully address all our issues. And I don't think any player right now is confident when they look at Arsenal, whether or not we're ambitious enough at top I, level. I agree with you. 100% agree with you. And this is what I'm saying, that if you get a marquee signing, right, like, again, for argument's sake, a Gnabry type, right? Mm. First of all, it makes the fans excited. You know, everyone's going to be like, oh, I can't wait to see this guy play next season kind of thing, Right. Another thing, exactly as you just said, other players would look at it and think, "Oh, I don't mind playing with them." You know, when I when I if I go to Arsenal, it's going to be Gnabry, it's going to be the Saka, Martinelli, Thomas Partey. We've got good defense, good keeper. Jesus is going there. It's not that bad. Young team, young players. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind a bit of that. I think the only one, and, and Comdine said the only one, Milinkovic Savic at Lazio is genuinely the only world class player, I think, available for around that money. But even then, you know, there were reports from Italy that he'd already turned Arsenal down. You know, Arsenal were interested in, he's not interested in coming to Arsenal. And so this is the kind of barriers that we face is that when we go in for those types of players, like we tried with Vlahovic, whether or not you think we did, you know, in January, wasn't interested. Was not interested in coming to Arsenal at all. Wanted to go to Juventus, and you can't blame the guy. Was that? You know, Vlavic. Mate, I don't think we were ever in for him. I know I you know don't, he, but we I were. <laughs> listen, we did, uh, listen, we did a show with Fabrizio before the transfer window, before mm. the window started, right? And he said there is no interest from the player to go to Arsenal. No. And his exact words, yeah? The agent probably will not even answer Arsenal's phone call. Mm. Now, I see this, and, and I'm not saying I don't think you, we were ever in for him because of what he said, right? If you're in for a 70 million pound striker, 
Okay, surely you got another plan. If that does not, if that does not happen, if you go in for a seventy million pound striker, you have acknowledged that you need goals on top. So what happens if the deal does not go through? You, you have plan B, you have plan C. Arsenal yeah, had nothing. It was just him. Like, oh, we tried, we couldn't get it. Uh, you know, we tried. You know, uh, we'll move on. You know, maybe in January. No, it's not how it works. You go for a guy. If it doesn't work out, there is a plan B. You go for him. Mm. Oi, oi, Tom's been blocking some people, Shaheen, almost as much as you today. Has he? Hey, look, wait, yeah. look, I'm just look, there's, there's, there's standards in the he's, chat. He's blocking more than Mayweather today. If you're going to start being idiots in the chat, then you don't stick Call me a plank. He blocked someone for calling me a yeah. plank earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. I mean, I mean, I'm allowed to call you a plank. No, That's right. how it works. <laughs> Listen, people are entitled to say what they want to say. I don't normally take notice of it. But I know. I they see Sophie has said something that is interesting as well. And, and, and I was just going to come no, up to this as well. That's exactly that. Kronk has made a statement with LA Rams. You know, why can't they do that with Arsenal? You know how much money they spend on that? Because we're the stadium, stadium is we, $5 we billion. Dollars. We did spend more than any other club last summer. No, but yeah, but we're talking oh, about yes, like we did. <laughs> you know, a, a certain we're not talking about just last week, window. we're talking about the time yeah. that they've been here, and we, especially they spent now over a billion pounds, Shane, since they've been here. Yeah, well, where has well, it gone? Not. You know, Where is they it gone? spent over a billion. The yeah, club spent over know, a billion. They spent billion pounds on what? Shit players. No, right. Not all of them. Point. Not all of them. 2018, when they've had full control, how much have we spent in those years? Okay, and what we have purchased with that money. Yeah, okay, but that's fine. But the point is, is then if we're putting the finger at the at the owners for saying that they're not they're not spending money, we can't because the club is spending money. Since they took full yeah, ownership Tom, in they, 2018, they, now listen, listen I, quickly. Listen, I hear what you're like, saying. Listen to me. <laughs> Stop interrupting me, man. <laughs> he's, he's too used to having his own show, Tom. And yeah, I know, man. I'm not used to this. Way. You're a guest on this <laughs> Don't show. Don't worry. It's all right. I'll, I'll get him back on a Monday show. Shaheed, you're worry. a guest. So in 2019, we spent 144 million. In 2020, we spent 77 million. In 2021, we spent 150 million. And if we go back to 2018, we spent another 72 million. You know, we've spent upwards of what, 500 million quid, just off the top of my head, just maybe just shy of that in four years. Um, it's, we've spent a lot of money. Like, it's about what we've spent it on, as you were saying, Shaheen, before you rudely interrupted yeah. me. Um, yeah, I, listen, <laughs> can I? Yes, yeah, now, I don't agree. With, I don't agree. I, I don't disagree that they spend this money, but what they spent on that is the problem. And listen, in, just like any business, the buck ultimately stops with the owners because you got if you get someone like Raul Sanelli who's done a dodgy deal, um, and there's some money here and there, at the end of the day, they just give him a sack, he goes on, he gets another job. We're left with that yeah, problem, yeah. yeah. And, Others have to sort this out. And this, the owners, yeah. ultimately... And listen, Cronkies have shown... I don't buy this thing, right? That, oh, they this, this. Cronkies have shown that they can build a team to win things and compete mm. at highest level. Just LA Rams is a good example, right? If they, It's just a matter of them wanting to do that at Arsenal or not. That's all. I mean, Tom, you two, very quickly, you said you asked the, uh, the question earlier. Um, in, in regards to our signings, um, you know, what do you do if people don't want to buy your players? You know, yeah, they, yeah. They, but my question is then, why are we buying so many players that people don't mm. want? Well, that's the thing is that you look <laughs> at the players we moved on, you know, Abamyang, Ozil, Socrates, Mustafi, um, 
there's more, there's loads more. Um, but most of them, you know, weren't signed by Arteta. We can talk about the renewal of Aubameyang, obviously. But people uh, used to uh, want to poach our players, didn't they? Do you remember? Yeah, absolutely. People wanted our players. Now people are avoiding our players, apart from someone like Asaka, who maybe Lev, who's going to take Hector Bellerin and pay him 100 grand a week? I don't know. This is this is Tom's show, so I'll let him decide. Tom, yeah, that, that's the problem. Take this. <laughs> and, and Again, I still... he wasn't signed under you know the current recruitment. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I, I didn't say. That. I was just answering the point. Yeah, absolutely. But this is the point: is that we need to we need to improve. You know, Arteta made mistakes at the start of his tenure with Willian and Runison and and you know these players. But since then, you know, I look at the players that we've bought. And they're either playing week in, week out for the team, or if they're not, like Lukonga and Tavares, Tavares in particular, we make a profit on Tavares, and Lukonga is, is one that's deemed for the future, which is fine. Every club does that. Every club makes those types of signings. But Ramsdale's starting for us week in, week out. White's starting for us week in, week out. Erdegaard's starting for us week in, week out. Gabriel's starting for us week in, week out. Partey, if he's fit, starting for us week in, week out. And all of those players have took us to a top four challenge. Tommy Asu. Tommy yeah. Asu, exactly. No, I, don't, and, I don't think these signings were bad, Tom. I really don't, but we relied too heavily on our young kids and eventually we paid the price. Uh, Sophie says it hits uh, Tommy, Rambo, White, Erdegaard. I mean, not to include Partey and, and Gabriel, I think is unfair considering that, you know, a player that was never injured prior to coming to Arsenal, never ever, there's no hint of injury in, in Partey. And when, you know, before he got injured in 2022, he was our best player in 2022, up until that mm. game against Crystal Palace, wasn't it? No, he was true. our best player. So yeah. I think it's harsh not to call him a, a hit because it's it's taken out of his hands, that injury side of things. Mm. So I think that's harsh. But that's when you look at those players and you go Partey, Gabriel, Erdegaard, um, Ramsdale, Tommy Asu, that's five players of of how many he signed. What I think we've signed on top of that, uh, Willian, Runison, Laconga Tavares, um, help me out anymore that we've signed. Um, I think that's it. So, what nine? Yeah, I think so. Matt Ryan on loan, but obviously, I've you know, we did a job for whatever the amount of games he played. But then you count back the number of signings that we made in say the eight years before that that he came in, and I, I, I guarantee our hit rate is nowhere near 50 percent. Nowhere near 50 percent. I think you'd be lucky to get to about 25 percent hit rate. So, in just that short space of time, Arteta has doubled. The hit rate of our, you know, our appreciation for the signs that we're looking at and thinking they're they're hits at the club. Um, Cedric, thank you, people in the chat box. He was another one. Pablo Marie as well. In fairness, but the point is, you know, like it's it's the players that are, are invested to start are the ones that we're getting hits off of, and it's now about continuing that trend. It's about continuing the trend in depth. You know, we've signed players like Cedric, like Marie, like Willian to be depth. We need to stop doing that. You know, we need to sign competitors. This is why I said replacing Xhaka is not the answer. We should be strengthening on top of Xhaka. Mm, yeah. You know, competition, not, not backup. Absolutely. It should yeah. be about competition, not backup. Anyway, I'm conscious of the time. It's been a good debate. Really good show, boys. Uh, chat box, make sure you show these boys some love. Um, link to the Arsenal Lounge is in the video description. Um, typically doing a show most Mondays, of course, during off-season. Not as consistent, but certainly when the season is back uh, every Monday at 8pm. I'm sure we'll be back again with our good friend Mo as well. But they did a really fantastic show. I didn't agree with all the points, but still a good show to get different points of view with Dan Potts yesterday. So make sure you go and check that one out on the channel. Lev, thank you so much. Appreciate your time, my friend. No, it's been a pleasure being here, guys. Um, you know, if you if you have not followed us on Arsenal Lounge, please come across. Tom's always there on Mondays. 
Um, if you think uh, Shaheen and uh, Tom have been at it today, you've seen nothing yet. Come to the Monday shows, then you'll see something. No, on Mondays we normally, you know. <laughs> no, we're we're in the same shut up, corner. Shaheen. I'm just trying to sell the channel. Just move oh, on, mate. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I just the amount of times I watched the, the chat box, it's like Shaheen, let him talk, man. <laughs> you know, oh, I always mean, cuts me off. I was, cuts no, I was just off. trying to make my point across. You just, but I'm not used to not right. doing that, so. No. Well, anyway, my apologies uh, if I we go for our meal, sure I Can you stop you. cutting him off? He's talking. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Shane, thank you. Uh, I appreciate your time, as always. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And um, I apologize if I talked over anybody. Except <laughs> Lev. So basically, Tom, I apologize <laughs> if I talked over you. <laughs> Lev can do one. It's all good. Uh, as as I've said, do go and subscribe to the Arsenal Lounge. Fantastic content over there, as always. And you get to see this ugly mug as well. That's not me, not Shane. I'm not talking about Shane. Um, make sure you do go. And <laughs> um, I will see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. bright and early for all the latest Arsenal updates on transfer news, further reactions to Marquinhos being signed, and some more links to the likes of Ozzyman and Tielemans and Jesus and all that goodness. So we'll see you then. Have a fantastic evening. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.